Informing America's farmers and ranchers, it's Adams on Agriculture. Produced by the American Ag Radio Network. Here's your host, Mike Adams. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Adams on Agriculture. Here we are at midweek of another eventful week, and we're going to take a look at several topics on today's program. Hope you're having a good day. Thanks for joining us. A lot of legal issues we want to get into. The president has granted a pardon to a couple of Oregon ranchers. Uh, We have a Monsanto case uh, that's getting a lot of attention, and we will bring you up to date on that as a federal judge is allowing a major class action suit against Monsanto to go forward. We, of course, have the nomination of uh, a Supreme Court justice getting a lot of attention so a lot of things happening on the legal front and we're going to talk with an attorney OFW uh, law firm attorney Gary Bays will be joining us giving us his thoughts on these cases and their impact on agriculture Uh, Gary also was uh, the first administrator for EPA I want to get his thoughts on what's happened there with Scott Pruitt's resignation and where we uh, may see Andrew Wheeler take EPA uh, also joining us today will be Mike Steenhook with the Soy Transportation Coalition. We talk infrastructure, including river dredging. That'll be uh, one of our big topics today. And Kay Johnson-Smith, President and CEO of the Animal Agriculture Alliance, will bring us up to date on the activities of animal rights groups. Uh, always need to keep an eye on that. So a lot going on. Let's start it off, though, with Jerry Hagstrom from the Hagstrom Report. Jerry, thanks for joining us. No shortage of stories today, right? No, there sure isn't. I keep saying I can only cover breaking news, no features, because there's too much breaking news. Yeah, and of course, right up there at the top, uh, well, a couple things. President, uh, uh, some you know, comments at the NATO meeting uh, against Germany that has a lot of people talking, and he's uh, adding more tariffs on China. Yes, and he's also saying that the United States can't export agricultural products to to the European Union even though we do export a lot there. So there's just conflict, conflict, conflict. Yeah, and he had some, he made some comments while in Germany, or or, or while in Brussels, I should say, uh, said that farmers are always on his mind and that uh, he's working to make things better for them. Um, It's hard to see that right now, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, uh, It certainly is. Uh, and that's one of the reasons, uh, that's one of the things uh, being talked about with the, uh, with the conference on the Farm Bill, the conference between the House and the Senate. Uh, I have a column out today in which lobbyists are promoting the idea that they should do the conference in three weeks uh, uh, so that when the uh, members of Congress go back to, to their district, especially the House members in August, um, that they can show that they've done something for farmers. Uh, but I just don't see how they can do it that fast. Uh, it doesn't seem like that's likely. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of people looking at that farm bill as maybe some good news in what right now there isn't a lot of good news on the ag front because of all that's going on. It's that short-term pain for the hope for long-term gain. It'll be interesting, Jerry, to see how long farmers' patience with that strategy will last. Well, indeed, especially when you have the question of whether there is long-term gain. Because the problem with the tariffs, really, is that once people start uh, reorganizing where they order their ag products from, I mean, if they're going to order soybeans from Brazil or something else from another country, well, even if the tariffs are gone, 
it's a lot of work to to build up those markets again. Uh, you know, people people order products from places where they think they can get them at at the best price, and if they establish different relationships with Australia, with New Zealand, with the European Union, now today. Uh, Japan and the European Union are finishing their free trade agreement. Um, uh, you know, it's hard to see that these tariffs, even if they aren't forever, uh, are going to be helpful to American agriculture. Meanwhile, interesting that USDA is ending their crop report lockup starting August 1st. USDA will no longer give news media advanced access to uh, the crop and livestock reports by the National Ag Statistics Service and World Ag Outlook Board. Uh, what kind of a reaction is that getting? Well, it's a, uh, it came out only yesterday at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, and the, um, the USDA had informed the, the journalists only a, a few hours before that, so I haven't really gotten much reaction. I did talk to one reporter uh, who says he doesn't believe that this supposed uh, trading within two seconds of the um, uh, of the material being released uh, is happening because of any journalistic reports. He th- uh, thinks that, that it's, uh, you know, these, these people with their uh, computerized trading and uh, that, that they're responsible for it. Uh, I think the journalistic organizations are going to be very angry about this, and it is going to be viewed as one more case in which the Trump administration wants to distance the government from the media. Personally, I think the farmers are the ones who need the analysis done by the journalists as quickly as possible. And by releasing it at noon, it means that the journalistic organizations will not be able to do their analysis until noon. Uh, And so in the past, they've had an hour and a half in which to do that work. Uh, If it takes them an hour and a half, that means that they're actually going to be getting uh, material later. Uh, I also wonder if this is going to benefit the private organizations that try to to uh, get this data or or uh, get an analysis uh, by doing things like flying planes over fields to determine what the what the crop is like, rather than going with the USDA statistics, which have always been the world standard. Yeah, was there really a problem here, or is this a solution in search of a problem? Well. I don't cover the lockup myself anymore. I used to do it for DTN, but now they fly someone in from Omaha. So I, you know, I'm a, uh, I'm not an expert in this field uh, now, and I, so I'm, my 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 gut instinct is that it was an an answer in search of a problem. I I just don't trust the situation. Uh, you know, I do trust the USDA statistical service because it has always been the best source of information. I used to participate in those lockups. I know the security that goes into that. Uh, and uh, I just think it's a terrible thing to end this, this practice, which has been going on for more than 100 years. And uh, finally, uh, what's the reaction? A lot of talk about, of course, the Supreme Court pick. Uh, that's going to dominate conversation for some time now. It looks like that will take a while before they get around to uh, uh, voting on him. Yes, Senator Grassley from Iowa, who is the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, uh, told us that he won't be able to hold a hearing until sometime in the fall uh, because they have 300 cases to go through. I'd say that in general the reaction is that uh, the, uh, the nominee um, w- will be friendly to agriculture. 
uh, more friendly to agriculture than to uh, than to regulators. Of course, one of the big issues is where he two is, two big issues is where he would stand on Roe v. Wade, the uh, the abortion decision, and also on Obamacare. Um, and uh, so we'll you know we'll have to see uh, we'll have to see how it goes. Uh, but it will obviously it'll dominate the news over everything else. Certainly, will dominate it more than the farm bill in the in the coming months. Right, Senator Grassley will be on with us on Monday. We'll be talking about that. Jerry, thanks a lot. Thank you. Always Jerry Hagstrom, very good. Jerry Hagstrom with the Hagstrom Report. Yeah, lots to talk about. A lot of those legal cases we want to get into next with OFW attorney Gary Bays next on AOA Adams on Agriculture. Do you need a car? Been shopping only to be turned down because of bad credit, low credit, no credit, bankruptcy, or divorce? Guess what? Today's your lucky day because now you can buy a car, truck, or SUV, just about any vehicle. It's true. Bad credit doesn't matter. No credit doesn't matter. Bankruptcy or divorce, it just doesn't matter. As a matter of fact, your job is your ticket to your new vehicle. We're Auto Credit Express, and we've helped thousands of people just like you. Antonio H. told us, great company, got me connected, and the day I went in, I drove off in the car I wanted. 100% worth your time. Need a car? Get started now and drive off as early as today. Just go to 11ignoremyscore.com right now. That's www.11ignoremyscore.com. Auto financing the easy way. 11ignoremyscore.com. Get started today. Auto financing the easy way. What if you had a medical emergency away from home? What you need is mobile help. America's premier mobile medical alert system. Most systems only work at home, but with mobile help you get help outside the home with coverage nationwide on one of the largest cellular networks at the press of a button i press the button and lo and behold the emergency came within minutes mobile help did save my life no question about that call mobile help now for a free color brochure we'll send you everything you need including the base station the patented mobile device the waterproof pendant and wrist button you can also add the fall button that automatically detects falls and signals help call today and receive a risk-free 30-day trial There's no equipment to buy and no long-term contract. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free emergency key box with your planned purchase. Remember, mobile help keeps you safe coast to coast. Call 800-930-6137 now for your free mobile help brochure. That's 800-930-6137. Again, 800-930-6137. Reason number 12 why you should own a Thermospas hot tub? They require no attachment to your home's plumbing. Thanks to the Thermospas unique built-in thermofiltration system that filters the water an incredible 144 times a day, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Call to receive a free DVD and brochure and find out how you can own a Thermospas hot tub for only a few dollars a day. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,000 savings coupon, including free delivery, free chemicals, and a cash discount. And with bottles starting at $4,995, there will never be a better time to own a Thermospas hot tub. So call now and ask about this limited time offer. Call Thermospas today at 800-991-5852 for your free DVD and brochure. That's 800-991-5852. Thermospas, hot tubs designed to improve your life. Call 800-991-5852 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. 
information America's farmers and ranchers need to know. Adams on Agriculture. Now back to Mike Adams. All right, we'll call this segment Ag in the Courtroom. Our guest is OFW attorney Gary Bays. Gary, thanks for joining us. Mike, delighted to be with you. Uh, a number of cases. Let's start with this one. Uh, a federal judge is allowing a major class action suit against Monsanto to go forward. The plaintiffs contending that Monsanto's roundup caused them to develop cancer and the company never warned them about the risk. Uh, the judge ruled that it was a close question, but that plaintiffs had presented enough evidence from which a reasonable jury could conclude that glyphosate can cause uh the damage that the, the, is being claimed here, the harm that's being claimed. So he allowed to go forward, although he felt like the evidence was shaky and said any weaknesses would be exposed at trial when a jury considers the evidence. Were you surprised at the ruling, and what's the impact here? No, I am not surprised at the ruling. In fact, I think it will be helpful to Monsanto with regard to glyphosate. Clearly, they'd like to have won it. It keeps their legal fees down and the publicity down if you do not go to trial. There is so much evidence. There are so many studies uh, that uh, show how safe glyphosate is. I think Monsanto will come out for the better uh, when all this evidence is presented. Uh, One of the things that causes this to go forward is really our two actions. One, California has uh, said uh, glyphosate ought to be registered under, I think it's Prop 65, and every area noted uh, with a public notice. Secondly, the international agency uh, out of Europe uh, called IARC has said glyphosate could be a possible or probable carcinogen. I forget which word they used. Uh, but there was incredible alarm uh, raised about the uh, weakness of the evidence uh, presented by this European agency. So this will give, actually, uh, Monsanto a chance to put on the experts who uh, really know what's going on here. So in the long run, I think it will be helpful. In the short run, obviously, it's harmful. Uh, The president grants pardons to uh, a couple of Oregon ranchers, father and son Dwight and Stephen Hammond, um, their 2016 imprisonment and the armed protest at a national wildlife refuge followed. That was a, a big story. At the time, the two originally convicted in 2012 after a jury found they had committed arson on federal lands a decade earlier. Uh, the Hammonds asserted they were taking preventative measures to protect their property from wildfires and invasive plants. Um, what, do you, what are your thoughts on the, the pardon? It is a terrific act by the president, and I must disclose uh, that I work for and have a client by the name of Forrest Lucas. Many of you are aware of Lucas Oil Stadium there in the Indianapolis area. Forrest Group Protect the Harvest has been working hard on this. I've been advising Mr. Lucas uh, a little bit on this matter. Uh, Mr. Lucas had talked to the vice president about uh, this egregious act of justice. This is another example of the Obama administration abusing the legal process. There were 139 acres of federal land burned. It was caused by a backfire put on the uh, Hammond property. Winds shifted and it did burn 139 acres. But get this, Mike. Uh, The first judge said it would be basically an abomination to sentence these folks uh, for much time at all for doing this because it was accidental. The Obama administration appealed that decision, retried the case, and got another judge and jury to send the Hammonds to jail for five years. 
the Wall Street Journal this morning has a good editorial on some of the facts with regard to this case and what an egregious abuse of power the Obama administration was involved in in persecuting uh, these folks. And again, the Department of Interior is trying to run the ranchers off the land. Uh, it's much like, I think you and I have talked about, the invisible frog case down in Louisiana. Uh, this is what uh, and why the Kavanaugh nomination is so important. Uh, there are a couple of cases, no need to bore our listeners with their names, but what they do is give government agencies incredible discretion. And what Kavanaugh is feared by the left to, uh, to be able to do is cut back on what we would call the administrative state and most of us in uh, the midwestern area that you cover uh, are concerned about waters of the united states that is a perfect example of basically isolated bodies of water like out in our cornfields uh, in the central part of the state uh, epa could claim uh, as they did in a case i just beat uh, the u.s department of agriculture on that if there's water on it, it's a wetland. That is not the case. Water has to be on land for seven days above the surface, 14 days uh, saturated from 12 to 14 inches below the surface. Most government agencies never follow that rule. Kavanaugh will help straighten out this nonsense that, uh, in part, helped get Mr. Trump elected. Well, let's talk about uh, the choice of Brett Kavanaugh. Um, obviously, whoever the president chose, there was going to be a big fight, a big debate about it. Uh, how do you see this playing out? Does, will he get enough support? I certainly think so. Uh, it does appear from what you hear on the news in the Washington area this morning that all the Republicans are going to hold firm. Uh, and clearly, uh, with the political process, uh, lots of pressure being applied uh, to our neighboring state there, Missouri's Claire McCaskill, and uh, neighboring state Indiana, uh, Joe Conley, uh, and then Heidi Heitkamp up in the Dakotas. Uh, it would not surprise me to see one, two, or three of those folks uh, vote for Kavanaugh. He is superbly qualified. The only problem I had, I would have preferred the uh, lady from Notre Dame because it gives a little different perspective to the court. What we have now are too many people from Harvard and Yale and from uh, Court of Appeals uh, going on the Supreme Court. Uh, it, it's a cookie-cutter uh, attitude. And I think we need diversity on there. I would like to have seen a senator go on with a broader background. But Kavanaugh is superb and probably will be the easiest to confirm. Senator McConnell has indicated there's going to be a vote before October 1. I think that's terrific. I think it will happen. We're talking with OFW attorney Gary Bays. Gary, uh, you have a long uh, history back to, uh, with EPA back when you were part of the those that started EPA, yeah. uh, you, you have since been a critic of some of the actions taken in recent years. Now we've had a big shakeup at EPA with the resignation of Scott Pruitt, Andrew Wheeler, the uh, you know stepping in for the time being to head up the agency. Uh, what are your thoughts on how this has played out, and uh, uh, what did you think about what was happening with Scott Pruitt? I think Scott Pruitt uh, was a terrific administrator of EPA. I think Scott Pruitt did not understand how careful you have to be here in Washington, D.C. I think it was uh, President Eisenhower told his cabinet, you have to be clean as a hound's tooth in this town. And uh, most of our listeners are too young to remember he fired his chief of staff over taking, uh, I think it was a Vicuna coat from a contributor. And this guy had been, I believe, governor of New Hampshire. And... Uh, and General Eisenhower, President Eisenhower, fired him. Uh, if when you are in a government job, 
you cannot do anything that is a conflict of interest or can be perceived to be a conflict of interest. Uh, the gentleman I served with, William D. Ruckelshaus and Elliot Richardson uh, in the Justice Department and EPA, always adhered to that, uh, that constant, and I have as well, and most of us in this town know, if you do something that even is slightly out of the ordinary, even asking some people to help your wife get a job, that is viewed as raw meat. You will be attacked for it, and eventually you probably will lose your job over it, through it, and, and many other instances. Uh, smart man, able man, great man to be at EPA, uh, dumb man when it comes to the mores and ways of Washington, D.C. What about Andrew Wheeler? Do you expect any real big changes in EPA with him at the helm? I don't. Uh, I do not know Mr. Wheeler. I know a number of people who do know him well. Uh, he will be a much lower profile and not nearly as confrontational uh, as Mr. Pruitt was. Remember, Mr. Pruitt was elected Attorney General of Oklahoma, and I think before that he'd been a legislator. He was used to being in the arena and mixing it up. Andrew Wheeler is a, a former lobbyist, uh, worked for, I think, an Indianapolis law firm, which has an office here in town. And he is much more low-key. He's much more like a lobbyist. He tries to get along, go along, and, and pull consensus. But as a philosophy, uh, Mr. Wheeler represented a guy that many of our listeners have seen on television. His name is Murray. He is a coal uh, mine owner. Uh, I believe he's out of Ohio. Mr. Murray was one of Mr. Trump's strongest uh, supporters. Uh, Mr. Murray is very pugnacious uh, and uh and Mr. Wheeler worked for Mr. Murray. I suspect Mr. Wheeler will uh, continue quietly uh, achieving many of the reforms that are needed at EPA. It, too, is the example of the administrative state out of control. It needs to be brought back, uh, even though I helped create the agency. I think it's out of control. It is uh, too intrusive in our lives, particularly in agriculture. You think every pesticide might that's out there is approved by EPA. All of our diesel fuel is approved by EPA. All of our engines are approved by EPA. All the emissions coming out of our engines are approved by EPA. And now they are trying, or were trying, and under Hillary Clinton administration, they would have tried to control the emissions coming from our animals, that is, ammonia, hydrogen, uh, sulfide, and things of that nature. So the administrative state's out of control. Mr. Kavanaugh, Judge Kavanaugh, Justice Kavanaugh, hopefully, will help control that and bring that back. That's why Mr. Trump was elected. Gary, good to talk with you again. Thank you very much. Take care. Thank you, Mike. Always great to talk to you. All right. Gary Bays, attorney with the uh, OFW Law Firm. Coming up next, Mike Steenhook, executive director of the Soy Transportation Coalition. We're going to talk about uh, infrastructure improvements, including river dredging. That's next on Adams on Agriculture. I'm here to tell you that your options for getting out of debt have never been better. How do I know? Because I'm Howard Dvorkin, the founder of Consolidated Credit. For nearly two decades, we've helped over five million people just like you. And every time we help someone, they all say the same thing. Why didn't I call sooner? If you owe too much money on your credit cards and you feel that you'll never be able to pay it off, don't wait. Simply pick up the phone and find out what our Freedom Quest program can do for you. Reducing your payments by up to 50% is just the beginning, but you have to take the first step. When credit card debt is the problem, we're the solution. Call Consolidated Credit now. As soon as you call, 
the hard part is over. Call Consolidated Credit now. 1-800-489-7204. 1-800-489-7204. That's 1-800-489-7204. 5701 Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Licensed debt management service provider. Vermont and New York Banking Departments. Maryland 49, Oregon DM80031. Time now for a market check here on Adams on Agriculture. I'm Rusty Halverson for the American Ag Network. Soybean prices are reapproaching 10-year lows as the trade dispute between the U.S. and China takes a new twist. The White House saying it's planning new tariffs on another $200 billion worth of Chinese goods. A Chinese Commerce Ministry statement saying that the country was shocked and that the government has no choice but to take necessary countermeasures. Soybean futures trending 17 cents lower about an hour into the trading day on the upside for new crop November soybeans. Chart resistance comes in at 897 and three quarters. On the downside, 853 and a quarter support, minor psychological support coming in at 850. December corn, the trend remains lower. We're trending four and a fraction lower on this Wednesday. The bears continue to press on the market. On the downside, minor psychological support comes in at 350. Below that, the charts reveal a bearish target potential support at 335 and a half. That'd be the low from December 2017. Very warm to hot and dry conditions will dominate primary crop areas today. Heat advisories covering much of the Midwest. Thursday's world ag supply demand numbers from USDA likely to show higher government estimates for new crop ending stocks for corn and soybeans. Those numbers come out at 11 central time on Thursday. Livestock at the Merck and live cattle futures were trending $1.90 to $2.25 lower. Feeder cattle over $3 lower. Lean hog futures August down 42 cents. The Dow is down 139 points. Crude oil, August contract, down 68 cents a barrel. You're listening to Adams on Agriculture. I'm Rusty Halverson for the American Ag Network. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin, UVB rays burn, and both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know. Adams on Agriculture. Now, back to Mike Adams. And welcome back. Appreciate Gary Bays, attorney with OFW uh, Law Firm, for joining us. Gary has a very interesting perspective on uh, some big legal cases right now impacting agriculture. Thought it was interesting his thoughts on Brett 
Kavanaugh is the uh, choice by the president to be on the Supreme Court and his thoughts on EPA. Again, Gary was involved in the creation of EPA and uh, always has interesting perspective there. He's been critical of uh, the direction of the agency in recent years. And um, we will see if there's any big change now with Andrew Wheeler at the helm on RFS and some other issues. And, of course, many are hoping that uh, he continues uh, the efforts to repeal waters of the U.S. Uh, we are going to make a little switch here. We were going to talk with Mike Steenhook right now with the Soy Transportation Coalition, but actually we're going to switch things around due to some scheduling. And joining us now is Kay Johnson-Smith, President and CEO of the Animal Agriculture Alliance. Kay, thanks for joining us. Good morning, Mike. Thank you. Um, you keep people up to date on the activities of animal rights groups uh, around the country. This is valuable information to know what's going on and what we need to be aware of. Uh, What are some of the things that uh, you have found in in your most recent report? Gosh, well, um, we have been going to or have affiliates going to the National Animal Rights Conference since 2001. So it is interesting to um, see how things have progressed each year, um, and it, we feel it's important to have represent, representatives there in order to understand the strategies and the tactics that the activist organizations are planning to use against um, agriculture. So this is a uh, you know a very important um, function, and I think a very unique role that the Animal Ag Alliance has, has had for many years. So, you know. We, maybe we've gone a little while, we haven't heard a lot about this, some of these groups, and but that doesn't mean they aren't active in doing things, right? Oh, no, believe me, there are um, the, the old groups that have been around for many years are still extremely active. Um, most of them had representatives at the, this conference um, from HSUS to PETA to, um, you know, Compassion Over Killing and Mercy for Animals. All of the, the, the groups that have been around for a long time were there. But there are also a number of new groups that continue to pop up almost weekly, um, and we um, put together kind of a profile on each of these groups so our members have a better understanding of who they are, what their agenda is. And very frequently, the agendas are very different from what you might find on their website. So again, this is one of the, the important factors of going to this conference because we hear directly from them what their agendas are, um, some of the, the, the goals that they have, and really their, their true beliefs, and it's very often very different from their website. Um, this year's conference, of course, like many of them, um, really focused on animal liberation um, as opposed to animal welfare, and they, they specifically even said um, this is not about animal welfare. It is about animal rights, and it's not about making cages better. It's about emptying cages. So those were just a couple of uh, themes that we heard uh, frequently from speakers at, at the conference. And I think that's a point we need to emphasize because they kind of hide, these groups hide behind this curtain of we just want to make things better for animals, Uh, we're concerned about their welfare, and really that's not their real agenda, that's not their real goal. No, not at all. In fact, again, a number of speakers at the session specifically said there is no such thing as humane treatment of animals or humane labeling um, is a myth. Um, there's no such thing as humane slaughter, and the only way for um, animal for the lives of animals to be better is that we stop eating meat. Um, so that was emphasized by numerous speakers, and um, there were a number of them that talked about um, 
being uh, vegan being the future and the future has to be now um, vegan has to be now and they talked about their various programs to push a vegan lifestyle for instance HSUS um, which is no stranger to any of your listeners um, they are, their speakers specifically talked about them promoting meatless Mondays in schools and in youth college colleges and universities all across the country um, they even talked about their program training chefs to implement plant-based um, uh, uh, meals into uh, college campuses and into um, restaurants and so forth. So they have a whole team. Um, we've, we've learned from other sources, not at this conference, but that they have a whole uh, meatless transition team, and they're dedicated to training corporations and chefs and restaurants and so forth on how to replace meat altogether with plant-based items. Um, but that was a theme by many of the speakers um, as well, not just HSUS, but HSUS among the, the many other speakers. Okay, I'm, I'm awful, often fearful that uh, we'll, um, those uh, that uh, are in the livestock uh, community uh, will take this for granted and think all, oh, you know, people are going to eat meat. We, we, we go to our local steakhouse, we see a, it's full, and we think, well, you know, we're, we're okay. But that doesn't mean that these other groups, these anti-meat groups, aren't making tremendous inroads that could uh, have an impact, great impact, on down the line. Absolutely. I mean, you see the investment in um, the alternative protein market today, um, some by companies within the animal ag industry, but but other um, you know, big picture thinkers, and obviously there needs to be a growth in um, protein availability as the, the population of our world grows. Um, so um, we don't see that as a threat. However, it is important to know that there are numerous groups out here who are promoting um, plant-based alternatives in, in place of meat, dairy, and and eggs, and um, those groups are, you know, range from the extreme groups to groups that have a, uh, an appearance to be much more mainstreamed by people in the public. So um, it's a very concerted effort, um, not just by the, uh, the extremist uh, appearing organizations, but again, those groups that might appear to be more mainstream, maybe even focused just on cats and dogs. So it's extremely important that your listeners be aware of who these groups are and, and help their customers understand the goals of these groups. Um, We're talking and I, with, I guess I yeah. could, Along those lines, you know, there was also focus on food companies and how they are not going to, um, you know, eliminate pressure or relieve pressure that they already have on on, uh, restaurants and retailers. And there were sessions that very specifically talked about their successes, naming brand companies that they've had success with. And those companies should be aware that these activist groups are going to continue that pressure um, one of the speakers even talked about promoting um, projecting undercover video footage on the sides of the corporate headquarters of these restaurant or, or food brand companies or hiring trucks with uh, video screens to drive around the neighborhoods where the corporate headquarters of these companies are. So, um, you know, it's important that our, our members, that farmers, ranchers, the food companies, food processors have these conversations and really build those relationships with their retail restaurant customers because that focus is and, and pressure by activist groups is going to continue. And that's a strategy they've had some success with. We've seen their influence on, on some of these food companies uh, and whether 
the food companies just don't want to take what they fear is a PR hit or they think maybe these groups represent more people than they really do or they're just thinking of it as a marketing uh, opportunity or whatever it may be, uh, that is an area that uh, we have to really watch. It it really is, and and I think they do – make those decisions based on everything you just said. Um, You know, it's a variety of of motives there, but there is a lot of pressure on those companies, and we need to recognize there are partners in the industry because without them, the the meat, milk, uh, dairy, and eggs that our farmers produce don't get to the consumers. So they're extremely important partners. We need to continue to build those relationships, support them, help them understand why we do what we do on the farms, and give them, you know, the the confidence to not make bad decisions based on an extremely tiny fraction of activists that are out here in the public with very, very loud voices. Um, Today, the the statistics still are that consumers, 97% of the American public eats meat, milk, dairy, and eggs, and they want those products, but how those products are produced might be different or could continue to change because the activists are creating so much pressure on these brands. So um, it really is very, very important to recognize them as our partners and, and, you know, do things to give them the confidence that we're doing the right things on the farm. Talking with Kay Johnson-Smith of the Animal Ag Alliance. Real quick, Kay, there's been a change at HSUS at the leadership with Wayne Paselli out. Has there been any change in in, uh, their operation or what they're doing or trying to do? Well, unfortunately, not really. Um, you, you know, they haven't been maybe as vocal or as uh, prevalent in the public um, the last few months as a result of that as they've shifted uh, some of the leadership um, of the organization. But unfortunately, we're still seeing the same rhetoric and the same campaigns and the same um, messages coming from the, the current leadership. So um, they, they still have a heavy focus on animal agriculture a very heavy focus on eliminating meat, milk, and eggs off of uh, the plates of, um, of of kids. You know, they they're very focused on youth and colleges, and um, and also these corporate meetings. Um, and still, you know, I would say as extreme as they've always been. So the maybe they appear to be quieter right at the moment, but um, I don't think anything has changed. Um, Interesting, as a result of, I think, some of the um, uh, issues and the reason for some of the leadership change, um, one of the new focuses and and themes we heard frequently at this animal rights conference was uh, the focus on reproductive rights of animals. And they were tying it into the women's rights movement and to feminism. And um, that really was kind of a first that we had heard. But you Hmm. take all of the, uh, the theme of what we've been hearing in um, you know, in the public uh, right. o- overall about the Me Too movement, and they're now looking at how to apply that to wow. animals. We have to be diligent, that's for sure. Good information. Kay, thanks for being with us. Okay, thanks, Mike. Kay Johnson-Smith, President and CEO of the Animal Agriculture Alliance, joining us on Adams on Agriculture. Stay with us. 
Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented MyPillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-871-7280 now and use promo code FARM11 to take advantage of Mike's buy one, get one free deal. This offer expires on August 1st, so don't delay. Order now by calling 800-871-7280 or go to MyPillow.com and use promo code FARM11. All right, guys, we're ready for our Four Seasons sunroom, and Daddy's going to get a rec room with refreshments. Oh, no, we'll be sleeping under the stars. Mom, what about the one with, you know, the fun? Nice try, little bro. It's a gym, my gym. Hey, Grandma's getting her Four Seasons garden room, weather tight and still like being outdoors. Maybe a living room. Oh, no, wait, a family hub. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what the budget, the season, or the climate, Four Seasons Sunrooms let you and your family enjoy the outdoors inside. Call now to hear more about these great offers from the premier manufacturer of sunrooms since 1975. More reasons for Four Seasons Now. To find out more, call toll-free 800-988-4477. That's 800-988-4477. Call 800-988-4477 today. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin, UVB rays burn, and both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Do you need a car? Been shopping only to be turned down because of bad credit, low credit, no credit, bankruptcy, or divorce? Guess what? Today's your lucky day. Because now you can buy a car, truck, or SUV, just about any vehicle. It's true. Bad credit doesn't matter. No credit doesn't matter. Bankruptcy or divorce, it just doesn't matter. As a matter of fact, your job is your ticket to your new vehicle. We're Auto Credit Express, and we've helped thousands of people just like you. Antonio H. told us, great company, got me connected, and the day I went in, I drove off in the car I wanted. 100% worth your time. Need a car? Get started now and drive off as early as today. Just go to 11ignoremyscore.com right now. That's www.11ignoremyscore.com. Auto financing the easy way. 11ignoremyscore.com. Get started today. Auto financing the easy way. 
We paid less for our Craftmatic today than we did 20 years ago. If you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and free information on today's Craftmatic adjustable beds. And then decide when you see how little they cost. Rated number one by consumers nationwide on ConsumerAffairs.com. Craftmatic beds come in all mattress types, including cool gel memory foam for up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Enjoy temporary relief of low back pain, poor circulation, nighttime heartburn, mild arthritis. You'll sleep better in a Craftmatic adjustable Bed. So if you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and information, and then decide when you see how little they cost. Discover Craftmatic for less, up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Call 1-800-318-7903. That's 1-800-318-7903. 1-800-318-7903. Call now. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know. Adams on Agriculture. Now back to Mike Adams. Welcome back. Joining us now is Mike Steenhook, Executive Director of the Soy Transportation Coalition. Mike, thanks for joining us. We uh, talk about uh, and talk to you a lot about updates on what we need for infrastructure improvements and where we're where we're working and what still needs to be done. I find it interesting, a report that you have now, one of the top ones that needs to be done is not something new. It's actually something we're very familiar with that we've done for years but still needs to be done. And that's a dredging, in this case, of the lower Mississippi River, right? Yeah, and there's a, the 256-mile the stretch of the lower river from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, New Orleans is at mile 100, and then the Gulf of Mexico is essentially at mile zero. That accounts for 60% of soybean exports, 59% of corn exports. And there's a there's an effort to dredge that lower part of the river from its currently authorized depth of 45 feet and going an additional feet to, to 50 feet. And what that essentially will allow us to do is have larger vessels loaded with more soybeans, and then it just del- it re- results in, in the delivered price to our customers being reduced and it will enhance our competitiveness. And so that's something that could really benefit a real large of soybean-growing regions of this country since it's such a collection point and a launching point for the international marketplace. And, Mike, doesn't this highlight really an emph- put an emphasis on what has become a growing concern in recent years, uh, the move to the bigger ships and how we've, in some ways, outgrown our some of our infrastructure? Uh, we need to uh, adjust and adapt to go along with the changes in ship size and things like that. Yeah, you know, know, great nations continue to invest in themselves. Investing is not a one-time activity. It needs to be a perpetual activity. And so great nations need to invest in themselves continually. Great industries need to invest in themselves continually. And so that that results in us needing to look at each link in our supply chain, and in this case, the lower Mississippi River, and to make sure that we're making it as good as it can be so that we can be so competitive in the international marketplace. And that would be very important given – all of the turmoil and the anxiety that's currently uh, being inflicted upon the soybean industry and agriculture in general. So where do we stand with the dredging of the lower Mississippi? Well, there's, there's maintenance dredging that occurs right now, but then what I, what I anticipate is after the midterm elections, whether it's in a lame duck session or, or very likely after the new Congress, there to be some renewed effort to do something more comprehensive when it comes to our transportation infrastructure. And we think that this is one of those initiatives that should merit attention and be included in that. So 
that's something that we're going to really be gearing up for. Uh, we don't see a lot happening before the midterm elections, but we really want to be prepared to uh, advocate for this uh, when attention returns to doing something seismic on infrastructure. Yeah, infrastructure has been pushed, I guess we could say right now, way back because so many other things have crowded to the front. So, yeah, it would look to be next year. Are you concerned that it will get kicked further down the road, that the can will get kicked further down the road? Unfortunately, that is a long-time practice for for Congress, so you you always take that as a a strong possibility. But, you know, our, our point is that we need to make sure that we're pounding the rock on this and that we're continuing to advocate for ourselves. If, if we don't do that, we can't assume that the others will do it for us. So this is something that we need to keep engaged in, making sure that farmers really are a part of this discussion. And, and this is certainly one of those um, infrastructure investments that would really provide benefit to our industry. We're talking with Mike Steenhook, Executive Director of the Soy Transportation Coalition. So, Mike, if dredging of the lower Mississippi is on your short list for uh, what we need to make investment in when it comes to infrastructure, what's one or two others that would be on that short list? Well, you know, we, we also want to be attentive to, you know, maintaining this critical channel in the in the Pacific Northwest with the, the Columbia River uh, between Oregon and Washington State. That's our second export region, and that there's continual needs to improve uh, the infrastructure in the Pacific Northwest. That's what links you know, states like North and South Dakota and Western Minnesota to the export market as well. Um, you know, we also focus on things like semi-weight limits, making sure that trucking is more efficient. But, you know, we also work at the local level as well with county governments on issues like rural bridges. So one of our, one of our perspectives is that we're not going to wait for Washington, D.C. to ride in on the white horse and solve all of our problems. We also need to be engaged at the local level because that's that's the infrastructure that farmers uh, that's most tangible to them. And so, being very attentive to our rural roads and bridges as well is something that we spend a lot of time on. And it shows there are a lot of different levels to this infrastructure issue. Yeah, it's it's a it's a logistics chain, and every link is important. And you're only as strong as your weakest link. And so. It frankly doesn't matter how good our ports are if the rural roads and bridges and then the barge transportation or the rail transportation that feeds into it aren't adequately maintained and invested in as well. So we really have to have a very comprehensive view on this. And, you know, that's what farmers rely on, and that's what, uh, that's what for us to be profitable, we've got to have that system that works in tangent, tang- in tangent with one another. And I always ask you this question, are we seeing some improvements being made now? We are. You know, we, we've actually had some increased investment from, from Congress into the inland waterway system, you know, high levels of funding these last few years, and agriculture is certainly a, a main reason, their engagement, a main reason for that, uh, as well as the barge industry, they're very important as well. So we have had some increased investment in that critical mode of, of transportation. Um, but, again, we need to, can't just rest on that success. We need to continue to do it keep pushing forward and, and making sure that uh, that we keep having this investment level that agriculture demands. It seems we continue working at a kind of at a piecemeal approach rather than a comprehensive approach when it comes to infrastructure. Yeah, and you know, part of that is because you know each of these modes you can kind of have this siloed kind of perspective, and it can also be you know some of the modes of transportation are largely administered by the state or by the county, and some 
like the inland waterways by the federal government. So making sure that you kind of let those modes kind of talk to each other and you try to have that kind of seamless transition from one mode to the next, that's something that you continue to work on. It's a continual challenge. Um, but that's a case that we need to make and that's that others need to make. And, you know, we have had some success, um, but there's a lot more work that, that uh, remains to be done. Mike, good to talk with you again. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Mike. Mike Steenhook, Executive Director of the Soy Transportation Coalition. Thanks to all of our guests for being with us today. Thank you for joining us. You can always reach me by email, mikeadams at americanagnetwork.com or on Twitter at mikeadamsag. Have a great day. Join us again tomorrow on Adams on Agriculture. A lot can happen in six seconds. A rodeo ride, a dramatic basketball win, and the world record holder can solve a Rubik's Cube. Six seconds is how long it takes for an 18-wheeler traveling at a safe speed to come to a complete stop. And in those six seconds, that truck will travel the length of two football fields. So please, give them room. Never cut in front of a large truck for any reason. Our roads, our safety. Learn more at sharetheroadsafely.gov. Thanks for listening to Adams on Agriculture from the American Ag Network. We're excited to explore the topics that make a difference to agriculture. The Farm Bill, Immigration Reform, Reducing Regulations, Trade, New Technology, as well as Infrastructure and Health Care. Through the year, Adams on Agriculture will originate on location from several major national meetings and events. Subscribe to the show's podcast at AmericanAgNetwork.com. Thanks for listening to Adams on Agriculture from the American Ag Network. What if you had a medical emergency away from home? What you need is Mobile Help, America's premier mobile medical alert system. Most systems only work at home, but with Mobile Help, you get help outside the home with coverage nationwide on one of the largest cellular networks at the press of a button. I press the button, and lo and behold, the emergency came within minutes. Mobile Help did save my life. No question about that. Call Mobile Help now for a free color brochure. We'll send you everything you need, including the base station, the patented mobile device, the waterproof pendant and wrist button. You can also add the fall button that automatically detects falls and signals help. Call today and receive a risk-free 30-day trial. There's no equipment to buy and no long-term contract. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free emergency key box with your plan purchase. Remember, mobile help keeps you safe coast to coast. Call 800-930-6137 now for your free mobile help brochure. That's 800-930-6137. Again, 800-930-6137.